Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS and our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> how we're starting this week <laughs> not sure i like it it's a bit, a bit abrupt wasn't it? it was a little bit <laughs> oh well we've had a busy day busy morning it has been hasn't it welcome to an hiv heroes edition i'll say that's normally your bit you know oh gosh well <laughs> you can tell the kind of day we've had yes <laughs> we've been all over the place today yeah so we should probably explain it's been a drop-in day at our centre where we offer HIV support and it's been amazing to see everyone hasn't it but goodness it's been manic it has I think it takes um a lot to get back into the swing of things because we've worked from home for we've done doorstep visits haven't we and we've done bits and pieces with service users but we've not spent whole days in the office for a long time yes yeah and when everyone's in and we also have some fantastic volunteers who cook off the most delicious food um, so they've been in today as well. So yeah, lots of moving parts suddenly that mm. normally we don't have. But yeah, no, it's been good. <laughs> but might explain why Sarah opened today's episode with, Hi! <laughs> I, I'm over all the niceties now. Because <laughs> we're at the end of the day. I'm just like, let's, let's just do this. <laughs> okay. What do you have for me this week? Well, you are going to love this week's HIV hero. Ooh. because Wait, is it 80s? Just got to check. Um, no, not really. Okay. No, not heavily based in the 80s. So I'm out of my comfort zone. I mean, you really are out of your depth. <laughs> That's one reason why you're going to love it. But you're also going to love it, because I know you love this person. It is Jonathan Van Ness. Oh, no, I love Javian so much. Oh, is that how I should oh, refer to him? Well, I, I think you can refer to him as either. I tend to say Javian, I can't lie. Oh. But I think that's because I'm a bit of a extra fan. 
I think I introduced him quite well there. Do you know what? I think I should consider voiceover work. Do, do you think, especially yeah. given the it, how you started today, yes. is that what's making yes. you think that? Because <laughs> I'm not sure we're hearing the same thing. <laughs> Strike that off my podcast CV then. Marvellous. Oh, I do love him though. And he's done all sorts of stuff, hasn't he? Like, obviously I knew him initially from Queer Eye. That's where I got introduced to him. But then I found he does an amazing podcast called Getting yes. Curious. It's so good. So many different topics. I've learned. I, I listened to a whole one about bees. I learned so much about bees. Yeah. He is an amazing person. Well, tell me. Take me on the journey. Okay. Well, I would say, do you know what? I think it's quite tricky when we're choosing our HIV heroes not to go for someone just because they're famous. True. Um, so there's got to be more of a criteria, hasn't there? And there's got to be something that makes them stand out. And for me, there's got to be something that either resonates with me or evokes a lot of emotion. Uh, now, mostly anger for you when we've been looking at different heroes in the 80s. In the 80s, yeah. Can we just clarify that, please? Because you're making it sound like if someone's just started listening to this <laughs> and you're like, every podcast just evokes anger. No, it, just to say, Sarah mainly tells me about horrendous things from the 80s, often that some of the terrible governments of that time have done. Yes. And I react with disgust and appall. I don't even know if that's a phrase, I don't even but... think that's a word. I am full of appall. <laughs> well, I, I suppose I was thinking I'm appalled, so I'll just shorten it. Uh, I appall. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I'm striking um, voiceovers off my CV podcast, for you it's just the spoken word. Just... <laughs> Why am I even on here? <laughs> discuss that later anyway when I was looking at Jonathan the feeling I had was um protectiveness almost like um a mothering instinct because of his journey through life um oh and also envy because of his hair oh that do you know for me it's the moustache oh so beautiful as well as the hair obviously oh I think his hair's amazing and as you know I mean my hair falls very much below the expectations of what you should do, as you know. <laughs> so when I see someone with great hair, I yeah. just feel very jealous. Yeah. How have they cultivated a relationship with their hair that I've never been able to achieve? It's unattainable to you. Yes, for just, me. Yeah. So um, I don't agree with that, to be fair. I think you've got nice hair. Well, I think you have to say that now, but let me be truthful. <laughs> My hair never Did does I... <laughs> what I want. <laughs> So, if we learn anything from today, it's just that my hair disappoints me on a daily basis. And you'll never be a My moustache, though. My moustache is okay. Always on point. Oh, Just absolutely. like JVA. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's the... That's the, that's the benchmark. <laughs> so, oh gosh. So, I start by telling you that Jonathan was... I dread to say these words. He was born in the 80s. Okay, so there is a little bit of 80s Well, it in is here. a criteria for but my that's the, for me, that's a bonus. Yeah. That's a positive for the 80s tick. Yes. I was also born in the 80s too. So I feel like, well done me and Jamie. Yes. You were born in a brilliant decade. Mm. Now we, um, obviously we know him as one of the stars of Queer Eye. Uh, but for people who don't watch Queer Eye, I can't believe anyone wouldn't. But um, it's a programme consisting of five men, the Fab Five, giving lifestyle and fashion makeovers to guests. And it's very cool, isn't it? Oh, it's so much even more than that, though. When I started watching it, um, some friends of mine, we'd been out the night before and they'd stayed over. 
and I had put it on and we just couldn't get off the sofa. We spent the entirety of Sunday and we would just watch back to back when that first series came out and it's just so heartwarming and all mm. of us like tissues and they just make people feel so amazing and pull out what's already there in them. They're not changing them, changing them. I think they're just bringing out a part of that person. Oh, it's I love it so much. Such feel good yeah. watching. Yeah. And he's their hairdressing expert. That's why he's got amazing hair. And yes, I was going to say his podcast, because he does a podcast as well, Getting Curious. I was going to check if you'd listened with that, yes. but no need. Okay, so he had, when he was growing up, I don't think challenges is the right word, but I'll use the word challenges. Um, so there you go. The spoken word is not a gift to me. That's... <laughs> Uh, so we'll stick with it. So he, when he was younger, he um, has always been very comfortable in his own skin and he loved to dress up. We you know he loved trying on high heels, nail varnish, using scarves as skirts, all, all that kind of stuff. Just experimenting with his look. But back then, because we are in the 80s, of course not everyone appreciated his experimentation and he learnt very quickly that he should do so behind closed doors. Oh, it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? That anyone, just how you want to be, you, you have to learn, you have to hide it at a time like that. It's yeah, or that. modify it. Yeah. It's, so, and, and he was quite young back then, and he's having to learn how to navigate those reactions to him just being himself. Now, years later, he realised he was gender non-conforming and non-binary, but at the time, he didn't know that. And I think... Oh, We've all had those natural instincts, haven't we, to um, experiment when we were growing up, much to Margaret Thatcher's disgust in the 80s. Yes. You don't know what I'm As talking about. As we learned. Lord Fowler episode is the one for you. Yeah, go back and listen to Lord Fowler, then come back, you'll be with us. And I think, and it's a, it's a shame, isn't it, when you're suppressed, because how else do you find out who you are? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. So he did well from an early age to think, right, you know... I need to find out who I am. I like trying out all these different looks. I'll do it behind closed doors because not everyone appreciates it. But he just gets on with it. And it wasn't easy for him because of all of that. But also because he grew up in a city called Quincy in Illinois. Okay. And Never heard of it, I have to say. Nor had I. But America is huge. It is, but I don't think it was a particularly progressive or okay. diverse uh, city compared to some in America. We're going to get complaints from people in Quincy. Yes, it was! <laughs> sorry, sorry anyone in Quincy if you feel differently. At that time, I'm sure it's different now. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yes, now they must be extremely diverse. But back then, I, I'm not sure that they were in the same place or the same uh, kind of way that you know places in the UK weren't like that. Yeah, of course. Especially kind of outside of the major cities. Anyway, I was Do reading... you like, I just have to, sorry, I literally have to butt in here because do you like how I assumed that there would be people in a tiny town or small, medium, who knows, in Illinois in America that would be listening? I, I addressed them there. You did? That's my hope. I'm like, that's projecting, I'm manifesting. It's going worldwide, baby. And I didn't challenge you. I thought, <laughs> I'm going to let you have this little <laughs> podcast bubble <laughs> that you're in. Sorry, I would let you continue. <laughs> Okay, well, we're stuck because I was looking. There's an article in The Guardian. It was written by Aaron Hicklin in September 2019. It's a really good article. He interviewed Jonathan, and this is what he said. So he said, Jonathan knew early on uh, that the world of women was more interesting to him than the world of men. 
the age of four, he uh, was telling his uh, dad's friend he wanted to be a cabana girl or a cosmetologist. Imagine knowing that at the age of four. Amazing. I know. I don't even know what a cosmetologist is now. Isn't it skincare? Isn't it like cosmetic? Are you with me Cos- Yes. Do you know, I was thinking cosmic, like... <laughs> you were like, how does he know he wants to be a space person? <laughs> it's easy just to say spaceman. <laughs> or astronaut. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should just go home. So anyway, he's recalled um, a very painful story uh, that relates to his dad. He says, I remember very clearly my dad finding me in an evening gown with two of my cousins. He tore me out of the dress, holding me in the air so that I was perpendicular to the ground. I was terrified. So that's how strong his dad felt about him dressing up. But what I like about him is that he doesn't shy away from doing what he wants. Because that's pretty horrific, isn't it? To have to experience yeah, that's traumatic. Yeah, at a young age. But he doesn't waver in kind of being the person that he wants to be. And this is why I like him. So he says, uh, during his school days, I think this is very cool, he became the first male cheerleader at his high school. I had, because in one of the episodes on Queer, they go back to the high school. Yes, and... exactly. We'll talk about that in, well, in a moment. Yes, so he became the first male cheerleader at his high school. And it's only when I read that that I thought, why aren't there more male che- cheerleaders? Are there now? I, I think there are more so now, because it's quite, in America, because we don't really have it, uh, cheerleaders in the same way do we it's really athletic and it's aren't there competitions and things mm. like that where I mean I'm sure there are some competitions here but it's not the same sort of thing no. so I think there are more nowadays but still not anywhere near you know in terms of and actually to be fair I watched a reality show about cheerleaders I can't remember what it's called for the Dallas Cowboys oh I've seen that I know right but there's, you're right there aren't actually no. men I've never seen I'm going to go away and research this. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, surely there must be more. Maybe he was the first. How awesome if he was. And he went on to cheerlead when he went to college. So at college, he studied political science. I mean, he is really intelligent. It's probably for his career to be a spaceman, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll brush over that. Yeah. <laughs> we could never mention that again. That'd be marvellous. <laughs> Um, and he went to college, uh, this is according to Wikipedia, on a cheerleading scholarship. So he must have been good. Yeah, to get a scholarship. Yeah, sure. You've got to be really good, haven't you? Yes. So you just mentioned it. In season four of Queer Eye, um, he returns to his high school and he makes over his arts teacher. who was very supportive of him. Um, and he performs with the cheerleading squad as well. But in the article in The Guardian, he talks about what went on behind the scenes. So he says everything wasn't as it seemed. So a few weeks before the Fab Five arrived, the school had asked parents to sign um, permission slips so the children could appear on camera. And there were protests from a local pastor. Um, He sent a letter to the newspaper that blasted the normalisation of the LGBTQ plus culture and said we shouldn't be rolling out the welcome mats at a public school. Uh, I I hate these bits in the podcast. I really hate them. Oh, and then... Just because it makes me sad. Oh, and it is sad, isn't it? And it made Jonathan sad as well, because he just he said it was a really nasty letter. It wasn't just from someone he didn't know. It was from someone who was a family friend who'd known him for a very long time. 
And it made him realise that we've not really come as far as he wished and yeah. kind of and hoped that we would have done. Yeah. So that's quite a poignant moment for him. So I was right in my comments to Quincy might not have changed. Oh, wait, no, college. College would have been somewhere different. No, this is his school. But don't they call them the same thing? I'm so confused by American high school and slash college education. I mean, what this podcast episode is highlighting <laughs> to the world is that our knowledge of most things is pretty grim. Our HIV knowledge is amazing, though. Yes. Well, do you know, we haven't even mentioned his HIV. I feel we're on safer territory if we, if we move yeah. towards that. Swiftly on, Sarah, yes. swiftly on. Oh, that is, that's horrible, though. Oh. Especially your family friend. That's really difficult. So, Jonathan, he's overcoming adversity all over the place. Um, so, um, they weren't the only challenges he faced when he was growing up because he was sexually abused when he was younger. And that, understandably laid the foundation for what he calls his self-destructive behaviour. So when he was at college, he started meeting older men for sex, he was taking drugs um, and turning to sex work to fund his drug use. Okay, so that led to him losing his scholarship, leaving college, um, and he decided to pursue a career in hairdressing. And of course, that's what we know him for on Queer Eye. So he trained at the Aveda Institute, uh, and then he worked in Arizona and L.A., And then in 2012, when he was 25, that was the year he was diagnosed HIV positive. And he used his diagnosis to change his ways. So many of my heroes do this. Um, He got clean and publicly shared his story in 2019, saying, and I quote, I want people to realise you're never too broken to be fixed. Isn't it a lovely quote? We should put that on our website. We really, we should just put it everywhere oh that is no that's lovely it's, and, and especially sharing your diagnosis so that you can help others I think it's it's such an amazingly inspiring thing to do I think it is too and actually I mean I've kind of sped through his life really here but if you go back and unpick what happened during his childhood during his adolescence these are really big kind of issues that he's got going on and I think they must have given him the courage to then make a decision like this, to say, right, you know, I've been diagnosed HIV positive, I'm going to use this in a positive way, yes. change my life, and help other people change their lives. Yes, and he's such a role model in speaking up and how he is. I know we featured him on, actually, he watched one of our Instagram stories once, twice, actually, because I mentioned him, and I was absolutely over the moon. But he speaks up often about being positive mm. and being undetectable and what that means. And... You know, it does make a difference to have someone who has a platform saying those things. People listen. Absolutely, they do. And I think um, he uses his platforms in a really, really good way. I've got some of his um, kind of quotes off his Twitter account to kind of illustrate what I mean. I'll read them out to you in a bit. But I just don't think you can be that sort of person unless you're quite resilient and you have confidence and self-belief definitely I just think and he you know those are the kind of qualities that I think we want in life isn't it to be able to kind of stand up and speak up not just for yourself but for others as well and I think he does it really 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 well now he is as we've said he does speak up about HIV and he's a very strong advocate for those living with HIV and he's not afraid to draw attention to inequalities around access to healthcare in America and how some communities affected by HIV are more disadvantaged than others in accessing medication. 
And he'll speak up for any community, not just those he feels most associated with. And that's another good quality for a hero, is they can see the bigger picture and they kind of use their platform for the greater good of everybody. Yes, yeah. God, he's amazing, isn't he? Well, he is, because, you know, if he sees a group being treated unfairly, he's like, no, hold on, I need to bring this to everybody's attention. So he tweeted a lot last World AIDS Day about um, undetectable equals untransmittable, um, highlighting the importance of remembering those that have died, which actually, you don't always see that, do you? It's a good day to kind of raise messages about protection and awareness, but you don't see so many people remembering all of those that have lost yes. their lives because of AIDS. And quite a lot of uh, service users tend to wear the ribbon, you know, obviously for the progression of moving forward and support for those living with the, the virus, but also to remember those that we've lost as well. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's so important. Yeah. And he does it well. So I've got a couple of tweets so we can get a flavour for his stance because he's not shouty. He's not too shouty. He's not too authoritative. He's just factual. I think that's why I like it. It's kind of no-nonsense, laid bare. Here's what we're dealing with. So he's put one of his tweets. To acquire and maintain medication while having access to a doctor for an HIV-positive person is life and death, not only for them but for public safety. The massive hoops that exist for people living with HIV, especially in rural areas in the US, to jump through makes it so much harder. So that's yeah, I mean, I mean, we have issues around rural communities in the UK. Mm. And as we, I know we jokingly said how little we knew about America, but we do know it's huge. And so those rural communities must be, it must be extremely difficult. And what support is there? And, you know, oh God, yeah, you don't think, do you? No, you don't. And so people like him are drawing attention to this situation. Uh, Another tweet says we need a comprehensive federal programme to provide testing, treatment and medication for all people living with HIV AIDS. We've come a long way in the fight against HIV, but there's much work left to be done. So again, you know, I think the same as we would over here when we ask our government to provide adequate funding. You know, he's doing the same in the States. It's it's kind of a worldwide issue, really, isn't it? There's just not enough money and not uh, a cohesive enough programme to support people living with HIV anywhere. Yes. Oh, I, I, I love that he uses his platform for this. Yes. So he really is um, kind of a voice for change. He's speaking up for those don't, who don't have a voice. Uh, what more can you ask for from an HIV hero? This is exactly the sort of person we like. And there you go. He's fantastic, you know. Well, he is. And he's our hero because, you know, he has an ability to overcome adversity. Uh, he is a voice for those that don't have a platform to speak and he's genuinely just an awesome person yeah a really lovely person no I no, I think I definitely agree with you and I think it's so amazing to have people willing to you know as you've said to be a voice for those that don't have a voice I think people forget that a lot of people don't want to disclose their status so therefore they don't want to speak out they don't want to speak to the media they don't want to you know we often get asked would people speak in the media or go to schools and things? Mm. I think we have one service user that's happy for their identity out of around 700. So that kind of shows you. So to have somebody with a massive platform, I mean, it must feel like a lot of responsibility for JVN. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, just thank you for doing it. It's awesome. And the difference that you make by doing that is 
It's appreciated, isn't it? We appreciate Yes, that's a good word. There you go. You're getting the words back now. At the end of the episode. (laughs) Thank you so much. Do you know, I really didn't know any of that. I knew that he'd done a bit of cheerleading, but I really had no idea that he'd done a... He was on a scholarship. I know. That's awesome. I know. Very sporty, very intelligent. Yeah. All round good guy. And definitely check out Getting Curious because it's a fantastic podcast and you learn all sorts it's basically anything and everything that he's curious about and he learns about it really i bet he never has trouble getting his words out probably not or referring to things by the wrong (laughs) wrong names (laughs) probably not just us but you know it's been a busy day well i think he probably has a busier day than us yeah that's true every week we're like we should do more Yes. We should do more, Sarah. Again, <laughs> we should do more. But yes, thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing the next one. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to know more about the work that we do, visit tvps.org.uk. And please like, subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.